Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Prevention 365 Podcast, where prevention is every day and every way. Uh, today, we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. My name is Marlon Pascual, Community Organizer with ADAP Inc. And today, our guest is a titan in service with over 31 years of experience serving the South, South LA population. He is the Director of Youth Family Programs here at ADAP Inc. We have Jose Esqueda. Jose, welcome, bienvenido. How are you? Buenos dias. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, of course. Um, very excited for today's uh, conversation. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about where a little bit from both our backgrounds, what it is like growing up in LA and serving the population here in LA, the greater Los Angeles area. So uh, first, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Where's your family? Were you born here in LA? Can you tell us a little bit more? Sure, sure. So my family is actually from Mexico, um, from a state called Guanajuato, which is more central uh, Mexico. Uh, my dad's from Guadalajara. Um, so we immigrated here when I was only four years old. Um, my brother was three, and then uh, then we had a, a younger sibling um, two years later. So uh, the only first uh, American-born uh, brother I have. Uh, so we grew up uh, in Echo Park uh, for over, I guess, most of my lifetime, you know, for the last 25 years. Wow. So Echo Park, uh, a stronghold, I would say, for the Mexican community close to Dodger Stadium. So I know there's a strong connection there. Um, I have a similar background. You know, I was born in Guatemala. I came when I was about a little bit more than a year and a half. Uh, my sister was born five years later. So yeah, I came over, I was very young. So I pretty much grew up here. I grew up in the South Bay area in Los mm -hmm. Angeles. So uh, that was uh, where I grew up. But yeah, so we pretty much grew up here. So uh, how do you feel of your Mexican heritage or being Mexican here in LA? Like, are you going to celebrate uh, the Independence Day coming up? Well, definitely. I think it's important for me to keep my cultural roots, you know what I mean? I, I, I uh, uh, living here in the U.S. Is, is, to say the least, challenging for many Latinos, uh, uh, many Chicanos, and I think uh, keeping our roots, celebrating, keeping Spanish in my, my home is important to me. I, I speak Spanish to my kids. I want them to continue to speak Spanish, and we celebrate all of the festivities that are celebrated in Mexico as well. You know, just getting more uh, well-rounded uh, and know where they're from as well. Because, right, you know, I don't know your experience, but in my experience, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you're American, but you gotta be more American because people don't think you're American. And then when you go to Mexico, you're not Mexican, so you're Americans. It's, it's just identity uh, issues. And, and I think it will be, it's troubling for a lot of the kids growing up here in the U.S. Yeah, as I, I think, I, imagine most immigrant families go through right the identity of am I American, am I Mexican, am I Guatemalan, am I Salvadorian? What am I? And yeah. so I think it's important that uh, we practice the, not only the, the celebrate in our homes but also keep the language. Yeah. So the first part, I love it. Uh, my son, he is 18 months. And I'm doing my absolute best for him to speak Spanish. You know, 
the songs they're playing to me is in Spanish. I'm trying to speak Spanish. I'm conscious that uh, his four grandparents prefer Spanish. You know, they all speak a little English, but prefer Spanish. So, I, and I also agree. There's the Nidaquina that, yeah, we're not from here, from there, right? Not fully from here. We're not fully from there. Um, I'm very prideful for being in Guatemala. I'll tell you that. So, uh, the last time I was in Guatemala was about 16 years ago. And the trip before that, when I was 11, I couldn't really speak Spanish. Mm. So uh, they made fun of me over there. And, and I and I really fell in love with the culture. And I didn't want to have my Spanish be a bear. So I really took it like, yeah, I want to learn Spanish, man. And not just Spanish. I want to learn Guatemala in Spanish. So I became very, very prideful. And I'll, I'll tell you this quick story uh, just to show um, the diversity in LA and, and how while we have similar cultures and we speak the same language, there's quite a bit of difference sometimes. So I was about 14, 15. And again, I was like super watermelon. And I was like, well, we all got to learn the Mexican slang words, you know, why can't they learn from us? So I go to a Mexican bakery and then I, my mom told me, you know, order some bread, you know, uh, what people call bolillo. In Guatemala, we don't call it bolillo. We call it pirujo. And I went to the to the lady. And I was like, "Oh, me puedes dar dos dólares de pirujo? I cannot have two dollars worth of bolillo." And she looked at me, and I was like, "Of course, she she doesn't know." And then I tell that story a couple of years later to my friends in college. You know, um, they're all Mexican background, and they start laughing at me. And I'm like, "Why? What's so funny?" And then they told me that in Mexico, pirujo or piruja is prostitute. <laughs> And so I, I understood why that lady had that face that day. But I think it's important, you know, being in LA is understanding that different people say different things, even though we speak the same language, right? We live in the same area. So that day I learned, you know what, I think it's good to learn uh, what other countries say and make sure that we're, we're not going to offend anybody, <laughs> you know, accidentally. Right. But yeah, uh, my cousins came over recently and they said I spoke like a Mexican. So, so I think it's just an, an LA thing, right? Where everything's kind of emerged. Uh, I have people, people are certainly like families and they tell me like, you're not Mexican, right? I'm like, no. Right. And they pick up, but it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Not from here, not from there. No, no, no. And that's a good story. I, I think that we as Latinos, um, um, whether you be from Mexico, Central America or South America, it's, um, people really don't know where you're from, right? It depends where you're at. If you're in Florida, for example, in Miami, uh, Cubano. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, or if you're in uh, New York, people think you're Puerto Rican. Um, and so it really depends on where part of the United States you're growing up that the majority of, of that Latin or Hispanic uh, culture is there. That's what, you're, that's what you are. And mm -hmm. so here in, in, in LA, for example, in California, I think, majority has been Mexican and I think you know people from Guatemala or people from El Salvador uh it's a big adjustment to, for them too right not only do they have to fight the the stereotype of being Mexican but also the language is different um and the accent is different and mm -hmm. so it's, it's a lot it's a lot to to deal with growing up in, in the U.S. or even here in, you know in California or wherever uh in the United States you're growing up in yeah, and even, and even uh, um, South LA versus East LA, the, the, the lingo is a little, it's different. The accent is different. 
right? And I think that's also important to understand. You know, uh, it's different accents wherever you grow up. Yeah, I, I, I hated growing up when they would call me Mexican. I was like, no, I'm from Guatemala. And they're like, that's not in Mexico? Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's not Guadalajara, you know? Right. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel that. Um, and I agree with you. I feel maybe historically somewhere like Boyle Heights, East LA, or like Wilmington, it's multi-generational. Mm -hmm. It's been multi, and I feel maybe in, in South LA, it's more recent immigration, right? So uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree. There's different nuances in different parts of Los Angeles. Okay, so, um, so you said that you kind of picked that up, right? That there's different populations. So how does understanding maybe the different cultures or the subtle differences between Salvadorans, Guatemalans, Mexicans, how, how does that impact the service you brought for the work that you've done for the thir over 30 years of experience? Mm, well, I think it's important to recognize the differences, right? I mean, it's like you said, I, I'm not Mexican, I'm Guatemala, and that's, you know, something that I saw growing up in, in middle school and high school, and, and them um, saying that to me, I, would, I, I was I almost wanted just to hear more and learn more. So I think that bringing it here to, uh, to work and working with the di very diverse populations, um, it's, it's important to, to understand their differences and, and, and accept and let them know it's, it's, it's all quite all right to, to speak your language, we understand and recognize you as Guatemalan or from El Salvador or even uh, Costa Rican, uh, Dominican, Cuban, and because we have, we have it all here. Annuals, we have everything. <laughs> yeah, we have everybody here, you know, even from Peru, I met people from Peru, uh, Colombia, Colombia Spanish is a little different. You know, and, yeah. yeah, and I think it's, it's important and, and just to hear them out and, and uh, recognize them and, and let them know that, yeah, you're, you're, we, we understand and you're, although our language is a little different, at least we will do our best to understand each other and, and make things uh, happen and the support is, doesn't change. You know, you'll still get our support 100% and our services 100%. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I know. I know. For me, when I do presentations or I speak to the community in Spanish, I do kind of preface saying, "Hey, I'm Guatemalan." So if I say something that's a little bit different, let me know. Uh, if I, like, for example, what we call snacks. So, you know, sometimes you know these meetings or community meetings, there's snacks. We don't say uh, merienda. We say refracción, and yeah. refracción is also, my understanding, a car part. Yeah. So. Again, it's like the different little languages, but I always kind of say that because if, uh, and I also try to use neutral words, right? I'm not going to use my, the, what Guatemalans say, or, you know, I try to use kind of the neutral words um, to make sure like it's understood, you know, that I can explain myself thoroughly and, and I can help, right? So uh, I do sometimes preface that, you know, before my, my, my presentations. If something you didn't understand, please let me know and I'll try to explain clearly. Right, right. Yeah, because you can't assume that everybody's going to understand uh, the verbiage that we're using. And so we have to try to do something that's more common, understandable, um, mm -hmm. and also look at their <laughs> face expressions, right? <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, let's say one word that it seems like in every country in Latin America has a different word is for kid, mm -hmm. right? Kid is, the general one is muchacho or niño, mm -hmm. right? But Mexico is chamaco, right? 
Mm-hmm. So that's what they say. And Guatemala's patojo is the one that's usually used. So I remember uh, back in college, I used to work at a park and it was mostly a Mexican community for the most part from Oaxaca. Mm. And I was just teaching the kids like, this is what I say. So I said patojo and this two, three-year-old started saying patojo, patojo, patojo. And the mom was like, Kaite, you know, be quiet. Like, and she thought it was a bad word. He was saying, I had to explain to her. I'm like, it's not a bad word. It's just, you know, it's what we call kids. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I think it's very, very conscious. So I'm not going to say, if I'm referring to kids, patojos in my presentation, I'll say muchachos, adolescentes, you know, teenagers. So something a little bit more neutral, right? So everyone can understand. Right, right. Okay. So, um, and I, I guess uh, Hispanic heritage is coming up. I don't know if you have any feelings. Uh, I know it starts uh, September 15th, ends October 15th. And for the most part, it's because a lot of countries, Latin, uh, and not in America, it's their Independence Day. So September 15th is five Central American countries, Guatemala, Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Costa Rica. And then Mexico is the 16th. And I think there's some other South American and our Caribbean countries later, a couple mm-hmm. weeks later. So does Hispanic heritage mean uh, a lot to you? Does it mean anything? You know, I, the labels just just throw me off sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. We have so many labels from, from Chicano, Mexican-American, uh, Hispanic, Latino, Latinx. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, the labels sometimes confuse and throws off. But it is important. It's important to recognize the contributions of uh, Latinos, Hispanics, um, in, in this country. And, you know, um, before I didn't care, really, it was only one week, right? They only gave us a week. Um, and then um, later on, it became to a whole month. And, and it became more meaningful. It's like, hmm, let me, let me understand this, why uh, we're going to a month. And yeah, and you're right, because we, it started because of the Central American countries beginning to celebrate their independence. And, and there's several um, independence from South America throughout the rest of the days and weeks. And so a whole month um, was well-deserving. Um, especially, you know, we, we always compare, right? It's like, oh, how come um, Black History Month is a month? Or why is, uh, how come we can't get a month? Um, mm. But yeah, the labeling, I think, sometimes confuses me. And still to this day, I think some people still don't like the word Hispanic. Or don't like the word Latinx, or don't like you know. But it's it's important to understand what those words means. And Hispanic for me basically means you speak Spanish. Any part mm-hmm. of the world that you speak Spanish, you're, you're Hispanic. Um, and then Latin just refers to all the Latin America countries mm-hmm. from Mexico all the way down to uh, South America, right? Um, yeah. And you know, although Spain is is where our whatever motherland of Spanish is from. They're not, they're Hispanic, but they're not Latino because they're not in Latin America. Yeah, exactly. So that's, those are the big differences for me, I, I think. And that's important to know and understand that um, the labeling uh, that, uh, that we have or people uh, take is, is, is important. And so, yes, it's important to, to um, take a month and focus in the contributions and and the uh, great tributes that we've had in not only in this country, but you know, all over the world, right? The 
invention of chocolate, the musicians, the food, uh, the customs, the dance, the music, just so much, so much. And I think it's, it's, it's a chance for us to celebrate not just one part or one country, but the, the whole uh, Hispanic and Latino countries. And, and there's 22 of them, 22 mm -hmm. countries that speak Spanish in the world. You know, so I think that's, that's a, it's a big deal. Yeah, I, I think going back to, to labels and neither key neither yeah, not from here for, or not from there, it's kind of where do we fit in? Like even when we do uh, demographic questions, like the census or surveys, you know, in the work we do a lot of surveys sometimes. And, you know, ethnicity, we, we're quick to put Hispanic, Latino, right? But when it comes to race, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm yeah. not white. I'm, technically, there's, they want us to put, well, I'm not white. Right. So I always put other. It's like we don't know really what to like that's not we're not really there, right? Right. And then um, like you said, our 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 history and not in America can be very complex, you know, to say yeah. the least. And that ties into kind of to the history here, even LA, the Zoot Suit Riots, Chicano Moratorium, all of that I did not learn at all, you know, in, in high school when we're doing US history, you know, what would happen here in our backyard in, in Los Angeles. Uh, that's something I learned in college, and that's something that I, I really enjoyed. You know, um, personally, I do like Latin American history. I can tell you some stuff about the Dominican Republic and Argentina, mm -hmm. you know, of course, in Guatemala, El Salvador, uh, Mexico has a very interesting history, very big, diverse. Um, and, it, and a lot of it is interconnected, right? And then even here in LA. But um, yeah, to me, it's, uh, it's like kind of where do we fit in? We get half a month of September, half a month in October. Yeah. I, I understand why they did it, but still it's like, <laughs> yeah, people don't remember it because, you know, it's in the middle of the month. Yeah. To be completely honest with you, I, I still struggle with that, you know, race <laughs> and versus the uh, city, oh, yeah. you know, it's like, and all of my uh, son's birth certificates and my brother's birth certificates, anybody that's born here from, and is from, uh, Latin America is, is as racist is considered white. Um, and, 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 and then um, everything else is an ethnicity, Latino, Hispanic, Mexican, mm -hmm. Guatemalan, all considered. Uh, and it's so, it's, it's, it's confusing. <laughs> you know? uh, it's confusing. Now, not everybody looks at the birth certificate. My sons don't look at it and say, hey, it says I'm white. They don't realize that until <laughs> very much down the line when when they're gonna need their birth certificate or their passports and they say, hey, why does it say white? You know, so mm -hmm. I think I, I explain it to them. Yeah, and it's a a lot of a lot of teaching I, I find myself showing my kids because I don't want them to be confused. I want them to understand that they come from uh, um, Spanish blood and Indian blood, um, and we're mestizos mm -hmm. and we we speak Spanish because the Spaniards that came down here and conquered us spoke Spanish. So we took up their, their language. Same thing, and that is different as the English coming to America, right? And landing on, uh, on, on the East Coast and Plymouth Rock. And, and then that's why English is spoken here in, in, in mm -hmm. America. It's not the same English that's spoken in England, just like it's not the same Spanish that exactly. we spoken in Spanish, but nevertheless, it's, it's, it's Spanish. It's a, it's a, type of, of Spanish that we adapted to our own uh, countries in our own ways, right? So mm -hmm. I think it's, it's still challenging to me. I, marking 
white or or I'll just put other. Yeah, uh, sometimes I put, uh, uh, you know, I would actually put uh, uh, Indian, American Indian, but not American Indian because, uh, you know, Aztec and, and Yaquis are, are in, uh, in Mexico. So it's not a, you know, so they closed it down to American Indian, meaning anyone in America, right, in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's even that America, right? Where this is North America, Central America, and South America. Why yeah. is people in the U.S. the only ones called Americans? Yeah, I was, I was all thinking America, about that. In the right? Spanish, it's it's not Americans; it's Estadounidenses for yeah. Estados Unidos, United right. States. So right. I guess it would be like United Statesian, right? Right. And if you want to be technical and prepositions, America is just describing where the United States is. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, Mexico is part of that, right? Mexico is North America, then after Mexico is Central America, all the way down to Panama, and you mm-hmm. got South America all the way down to, mm-hmm. um, you know, Chile and Peru all the way in the bottom. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, again, labels, there's just so many of them. And so I think many. it is confusing for a lot of us that are living here. But I think. Um, you know, we, we, we understand who we are as a people and, and we continue to um, celebrate and, and continue to uh, our, our, not only celebrate our, our, um, our differences and our individuality, right? Because I think that's, that's the important part. We're very that's diverse. What really, yeah, and that's what really America is all about. Mm-hmm. This is the country of immigration. It was, it's a diverse country. It, it didn't start with just English. You know, there's a lot of immigrants from all over the world. And this is the land that has the most diverse uh, population in, in the world. Yeah. And I, and I believe L.A. is the second, second biggest city uh, that speaks Spanish after Mexico City. Definitely. Right. So, yeah. Um, so uh, we'll close right here. And, um, uh, and if you can give me kind of a, just your thoughts, you know, about the general Latino population, Latinx population, Hispanic population here in LA. Um, like for me, one thing I admire about us as a group, because I know we talked a lot about diversities and differences, but really when we're here in the same blocks, the same streets, the same parks, the same schools, right? The same programs, like we're definitely a community. And one of the resilient things I like is that we're happy people, right? Mm-hmm. Things happen in life, very tough. Again, our, our history, trading all with Latin, uh, Latin American history and why we came over or whatever. It's very complex. I mean, I say that in the very least because it, it's more than that. But regardless of that, we're very happy people, you know, um, and that's something that I admire and I, I take pride in, right? We, we can find it to enjoy life when maybe it's very hard because of rent or work, or uh, maybe there's families back in Mexico and there's genocide. You know, there's so many things that, that go on that can affect us, but I think that's something resilient about our community is that, you know, we, we can enjoy life still and, you know, have a smile and it's, and it's genuine. You know, it's not really fabricated. So I don't know if you have something, some thoughts you want to talk about, the, you know, here in LA, the Latino population, um, just to close out this podcast. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, we bring a lot of our culture into LA. I, I, I like the, I like to see uh, taco stands in every corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love tacos, so I'm happy <laughs> they're everywhere. 
but I also, you're right. I think we're very happy people. And it doesn't take much to celebrate or be happy, right? I think um, uh, as, as long as you have family and if you have um, uh, a closeness with each other, then you can celebrate anything and everything. And birthdays, um, uh, whether it be Cinco de Mayo or Independence Day from your country or uh, or even here, we had, we we love we just love fiestas, right? We 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 celebrate Halloween, we ce we celebrate uh, Thanksgiving, and mm -hmm. we, you know this every we just uh, adapt and we celebrate everything. We we enjoy because we enjoy uh, celebrating and, and and being happy with one another as a family. And so I think uh, family is the most important thing to me. Um, my kids, uh, although I'm able to get them the toys that they want and they rather play with sticks and stones and boxes. And it's like, <laughs> I just bought these toys for you guys, but you were by you're playing with boxes and sticks. Yeah. So I think that's the simplicity of, of our coaches. Yeah. We don't take a lot to, to enjoy life, to have fun. It's, it's really um, uh, being close to your family. That's that, that makes the biggest difference here. And you're right, those of us who don't have family here that still have family in El Salvador and Guatemala, it's difficult and it's challenging. But I think the the, the friendships and the, 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 even the community becomes a family. I know where I grew up in Echo Park, there's a lot of rich history, right? The Chavez Ravine, the Dodgers play, but in their community, you know, the whole neighborhood, um, it was safe for us to walk around and, and, and ride our bikes all over the neighborhood because my mom knew everybody she, mm -hmm. and, and she, and she got a phone call a minute. I did something wrong. She got a phone call. And so when I got home, she's like, yeah, Doña Mari called me and said that <laughs> you were out there, um, riding up her sidewalk with your bike, skidding down. I'm like, oh, what? But yeah, it was the close knit neighborhood. And I think that's, that still exists today everywhere. And, um, in LA or in California, wherever you have Latino communities are close knit neighborhoods. And it's, uh, and there's a lot of trust within the families and everybody knows everybody, everybody knows uh, and accepts everybody too. So I think that's, it's, it's uh, something that, that's, that helps us um, not only uh, fight uh, for a better life, but also brings us uh, enjoyment and uh, and, and happiness, right? And so I think um, that's something that I've always been proud of. Uh, um, even though they always told on me, I, I always, I, growing up, I liked that community and mm -hmm. network that they had. Um, and you don't find that everywhere. You know, I no, think most of the places I, I find that some neighborhoods just don't even know their neighbors. Don't even know the neighbor. And that's, that's strange to me because I grew up in an area where, where everybody knew everybody. Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, so I, I think it's 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 uh, very cultural, very traditional, very very uh, uh, humbling to come from such such backgrounds. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, Jose. I really appreciate this conversation today. You know about our identity, our background, for us being here, growing up in LA, and you know serving the community. Uh, for those listening, uh, you know, celebrate our Independence Days, our, our fiestas but make sure you do so responsibly. Uh, for those that are not familiar with our cultures, try out the different foods, try Guatemalan food, Salvadoran food, Mexican food. I love it here in LA. 
That's one thing I do. <laughs> I love it very much. So, but you know, try this also Peruvian, Colombian, try everything. Everything is awesome. It's very good. And we thank you for joining us today on a prevention uh, 365 podcast where um, prevention is every day in every way. So thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.